Hi and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. This is our annual trip to InfoSec where we get to talk to the best, most influential people in the cybersecurity industry. Sit back and enjoy the next few weeks of our brilliant coverage from this fantastic event. Okay, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, first time first time caller, long time listener? Uh, always. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so what's your name and where'd you come from? Sorry, my name is Charlotte Hargreaves. I work for RSA Security and I'm the distribution account manager for obviously Arrow. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, I'm going to start with a bit of a, um, a bit of an old school comment. I know RSA because um, we've all had those. Key oh, fobs. you're going to mention key fobs? Yeah, <laughs> the token. Oh. Well, let's let's start with what we all know. I miss you. I miss mine. I think from a from a from a recognition perspective, yeah. everyone's always had, and I think that brand, the, the RSA key fobs, they became sort of the like the Hoover, or I'm going to Google it. They became the sort of Anyone who had a, t- a key fob, regardless of what it was, it was you know the RSA fob. Um, but I appreciate the company's probably come on some way since then. Yeah. Um, so. Absolutely, I think the hardware token's going to be with the world when we're all gone and cockroaches are still alive. <laughs> um, it is amazing actually how many of our customer base actually still go for the physical token, really? you know, data compliance. Um, okay. And it's very interesting because the way we have expanded the product and expanded it to more exciting things, you know, <laughs> things like identity access management, like using it for not just straightforward VPN access, that people then still want to, oh no, can I have one of those hardware tokens? Wow. So it's a psychological thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well we moved to soft tokens Arrow years and years ago, so I'm blown away that our software tokens came out about like 12 years ago, and we've also now developed more things, you know, a bit more like sexy features like Touch mm. ID, Shaker La Phone, iVerify, voice I recognition. Verify. I like that. Um, what we call as the NFA type styley of authentication. What's really NFA being uh, multi-factor authenticators. What's really interesting is if you now go for, if you're a customer that's concerned about PCI compliance, mm-hmm. if you go through the legislation, they now ask for, it's no longer strong authentication, which obviously you know, Microsoft, Google can cover. Yeah. Uh, they ask for multi-factor authenticators. So without kind of perhaps painting on the tin, you might as well look at MFAs from RSA. Yeah. What's, I think probably what's more exciting is that because we are a big vendor, we don't penalize anyone. We're not asking people to swap out because there's a new version. What we're saying uh. is you can have all this choice. It can be on-prem, it yep. can be off-prem, it can be both. We're not asking you to download something new. We're not asking you to buy anything new. What we're doing is just adding beef to the product. So yeah. absolutely, traditionally on the left-hand side, we are your hardware token vendor. But we're also offering the kind of choice and flexibility when it comes to, you know, I've shoved loads of stuff in my AWS cloud. You know, I do no longer have resources on-prem. Well, yep. you can spin us up now in AWS, but also, you know, there's no longer, I'm waiting for my little anytime Cisco box to come up and dial <laughs> in. Just go, you know, www.youtube, and if that's an application that you're allowed to your role, then single sign-on straight through. Wow. So Sometimes so. it will be, no, sorry, you can't touch that. We need to double check who you are. Yeah, yeah. And that can be, please type in the code that's now on your screen or type in the code that's on your hardware token. So we see, we're seeing, sorry, sorry, but we just with you mentioning AWS there, we, we see so many organizations now, you know, our size, your size, SME startups that, that are leveraging yeah, the the power, the scalability, the convenience of public clouds, yeah. uh, and certainly within within organisations, you'll get certain teams that will access certain cloud services, say like accountancy, like sage packages, things like that. Then you'll get other teams accessing, say, Salesforce and things like. That. Yeah, 
how does somebody like RSL? I mean, what were you guys doing around those? Yeah, you know, it's not even just a pure public cloud. It's a mixed, based on team, based on roles, responsibilities. I it must be getting really, really complicated as a as a, as a security vendor to go. All right, how can we provide layered services and a consistent approach? when our customers, even just one customer, is using so many different services in and out of their enterprise. Absolutely, and that's all managed by traditionally a couple of people in the IT team. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could draw a little pretty line about seven years ago around our infrastructure. You yeah. know, I've got my CPUs under the desk, I have a staff that come in at nine to five. Mm. We all know that's the hashtag story of you know past, that's no longer <laughs> the situation. I'm a remote worker myself, mm. I want my applications, business continuity right now, I do yeah. not want spinning wheel of death as I'm trying to load my sales force no. or I'm trying to check our SAP. So mm. those two examples, one's an on-prem, one's an off-prem application. Yeah. I think what's really interesting is that we've tried to, and you could argue we've been a bit slow to the game, um, but what we're trying to allow our customers to go is, okay, uh, manufacturing customer X, yeah. You have third parties, you, you know, um, a really good example, you know, um, a carpet company, you know, you'll have suppliers for the weave, suppliers um, for the design, supplier, and you think about all oh that yeah. IP that is shared. Um, you think about our enterprise as well as SMB customers that yeah. have so many people coming in, sharing information. How are you controlling access to those? Yep. How are you controlling access to <coughs> con contractors? But also you have perhaps an inside sales division that's selling your product. Yeah. They do nine to five. You don't want to spend money in buying them a hardware token. No. Like what we're saying to RSA customers is mm. let's control what you can and can't see by attaching the security to a role base. So as an example, I can't send you something. It's getting really frustrating through my firewall. Sorry, I'm just going to go to Dropbox. Yeah, exactly. How oh, does someone in times IT? You see that, yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry to say I do that all the time. You know, how does my IT control that kind of shadow IT, mm. the kind of misuse? What we do is affiliate it to your credentials. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, I'm gonna you know type in my credential Dropbox, and it's gonna either come back with me like, are you allowed to do this? You know, can you do some touch ID to verify who you are, or it tells me I'm not allowed to do it. Yeah. And what? our product is doing is coming in more around instead of a flip on flip off switch mm. you're in our active directory welcome you can do whatever you want we are now changing the product to be absolutely what you have already mr customer in your active directory charlie's in sales you know um bob is in finance mm -hmm. steve is in um production we already have that profile in your active directory yeah so you've not got to start from scratch and i suppose one of the nice things about that is especially when we're talking about, and let's be honest, we're going to say this on every single podcast, yeah. GDPR. Oh, hashtag GDPR. Hashtag GDPR. Thank you very much. First, I think first and last person that will say that to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, not saying that Charlie's the coolest person we'll have on, but she probably will be. Um, but says hands down. But, but at the end of the day, um, that's one of the biggest problems I think companies are going to face is how they control the sharing information. You know, the, the because it, you're absolutely right. Even I do this, and, and that's terrible. But if I can't do something, if I can't share a file because it's too big, like a PowerPoint or, a, or an Excel spreadsheet that's got loads of customers' data in it, you bang it up on Dropbox or yeah. Box or something like that, and you just share the link through the email. But that's a massive problem because immediately all of the private data from that particular customers is now up on Dropbox, which is not regulated by the company, which is not secured. Yeah. 
we have kind of two concerns there. So first of all, absolutely, hashtag GDPR. Who has access to what at what time? Mm -hmm. So we've kind of bolted on our governance and lifecycle product, which allows you to essentially automate some of the mm -hmm. permissions process. You know, everyone does the process. This is not new, mm -hmm. but we're kind of presenting it more. I think people don't feel that RSA has that um, muscle to do this yep. process. Right. But more important when it comes to, to GDPR, um, when we're talking about I'm going to shovel loads of details out and I don't really think about it. It's because we are so mentally, I want things now. Um, end user convenience is perhaps much higher now on the scale yeah. than security is. What we're saying is we are a trusted security brand. Now let's be more flexible with you. Don't worry. Oh, that person's not got a hardware token. Mm. They can just have an instant RBA. So if you're an existing customer out there, go back into your GUI and click on their um, profile to have emergency access. You know, it's about allowing the panic to kind of calm down a bit and to say, yeah, absolutely. They yeah. may not have a token, but I can tell myself, Mr. You know, Auditor, we are compliant when it comes to GDPR. Um, lots of, you know, boring stuff in terms of you can go into the GUI and run loads of reports of like when tokens were last used, when yeah. that user was accessing what. Um, perfect. Lots of pretty things like that. but. There's two things when people talk to RSA about GDPR. I mean, we have a range of portfolio. Um, we allow across each product, visibility, analysis, action. So visibility into people coming in and out your, your door. Mm -hmm. uh, people who are touching certain applications. If you go for role-based, you're already controlling that process of, you know, we have different roles, we'll have different permissions to touch different applications. What's really interesting is that if we progress or don't progress in the business, you're still using RSA, two-factor authentication to disable or enable. Yep. So, you know, whoops, I got fired tomorrow. You do not want me hanging around any resources. No. So you want to be able to disable my tokens straight and then away. And prove that you've disabled them and then also be able to audit. Because you're absolutely right. And, and what's really interesting is I, mean, I remember this, this type of technology um, when we had uh, mainframes. Yeah. But uh, the problem... Uh, but... But, <laughs> but but the thing with that is that it, it was it was only really um, it was only really relevant to mainframes because it's really difficult to do. Yeah. It it wasn't something you could do on mass. It certainly wasn't something that you could do, you know, in any real scale to be able to cover the whole organisation. So it was designed for a few admins, and then if you had a contractor coming in to do a bit of work, you'd yeah. give them sort of access. But then you'd just shut it down because it was horrible to use and. And you know, identity access management was just a, a swear word. <laughs> I think, I think what it sounds like to me from from what you said, Charlie, is that, yeah, so many times, so many times, organisations look at you know that the IT team and certainly those within that team that are responsible for security, and they think of them as a a blocker. Yeah. Oh, you know, I need to get this. You know, the, the size of the file, it's been done legitimately. Whatever it is, I can't get it through the firewall. Gonna have to go today. Yeah. And, and actually, yeah, it, if you can pivot it so that actually these guys are enablers, so it's like right. So so you need to send this file of X volume because it's it, it's video and you want to share it with the marketing contractor and yeah. yeah, no problem. We'll let that through. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that, that gets gets through gets gets through and actually still protects the business. Or you need yeah. as, a, as a sales team to access a new public cloud service. Yes, fine, we'll find that up to you. Yeah. And have that audit trail back so that, so that actually what, what you're doing is you're encouraging people to use the tools and maintain that integrity and protection within the, 
enterprise rather than rather than kind of revert to form which is what everybody does which is mm. if something looks too difficult i'll try and find a way around it yeah. whether it's use dropbox or whatever yeah. and it's because something you said uh, earlier on is that the end customer of a service as in you know the end customers of of the enterprise it service expect a certain level of transparency uh, exactly ease of use device yep. proliferation they want to be able to do it whenever from wherever with whatever and they don't want to have to sign in yep. or use passwords or any of these things. But the businesses, the demands on the business for security and privacy have never been higher. Yeah. So I think it's the perfect storm for you guys, really. I think um, it's kind of two things. What's really interesting, if you do have spare time, just to YouTube Secure ID Access. We've got loads of videos on there. Hashtag Secure ID Access. I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, you, you started, started me off something now. now. <laughs> you started me now. I'm, I'm broken. All um, day. And it's really funny when I go into, obviously, partners of Arrow, and you know, sometimes, like, let's just not talk about it. Let me show you. I mm. know that's a classic you know, technique. But at the same time, it's really interesting because... As a remote worker, you are no longer having to like, right, I need to make sure I'm in the network before yeah. touching things because the tool now is far more sensitive around your behavior pattern part of yeah. your sales group in AD that, you know, oh, we'll just redirect you. Really good example is, oh, I don't think I'm connected to the internet. Um, you know, www.salesforce comes up, oh, you're not connected to the internet. As soon as I'm connected to the internet, it's like, oh, redirect, do you want to join RSA network? It's like, oh, yes. You know, in terms of the ease of use, there's some videos on YouTube that show the pathway. It's just Fantastic. super easier. Weirdly, the video shows her do Touch ID with a weird finger rather than a thumb. Most people do it with a thumb, but she does finger it with works. a weird finger. Finger works. So are they on your U the RSA YouTube channel? or? No, so we don't actually have a YouTube channel for RSA. So how do, these, how do people find these videos? Because um, they sound good. The videos, actually, I stumbled across as a distribution account manager, just doing cool. a bit of casual stalking on YouTube. Casual stalking, why not? And <laughs> it's actually some customers have videoed themselves doing it. Oh, so wow. There's, well there's it doesn't get much higher privilege than that, does yeah. it? There's a really awkward one, which obviously you can tell is a professionally, it's been churned out by, you know, US um, RSA, and she's a bit awkward, and she's be like, oh, click on this and click. And <laughs> then there's some ones where, you know, customers have reviewed our product. And I appreciate I've got to about page five on YouTube, which I think you could bury a dead person on page five. You know, no <laughs> one's going to go that far. And I still haven't seen a bad review of the product. Our issue with um, the token business is that everyone just thinks that we're a hardware token. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really nice to discuss, you know, with Arrow, with the partnership that we have, is that we do so much more now than, yep. the, you know, hashtag more than the token. Hashtag you know, more um, than the token. I think it's much more of an attachability to a business problem, which is we've got a ticker box for compliance. Everyone needs to do that. But also, how can, especially with a lot of our existing customers, how can I use this resource to expand to my changing workforce? Mm, you yeah. know, is it multiple offices? Is it cloud? Is it on-prem? We've changed a lot of our um, the way we're kind of talking to customers to be more verticalized because there's people in healthcare are not going to have the same concerns as people in retail, as no. in aerospace, as an example. And that's working very well because we can pill out you know, different things like FIPS compliance, G Cloud, uh, PCI we've already mentioned, mm. GDPR we've already mentioned. Mm. These compliances is where a lot of customers go, like, oh yeah, just need to tick a box. I'm like, whoa, you're also buying a little bit more of a Rolls Royce here. You can do this, this, this. You can. Yeah, exactly. We play really nicely with CyberArk in terms of privilege access management. We play really nicely with any of your Paolos, your Citrix, your Cisco's. So well, you are a great ecosystem vendor because you're doing something very, very specific, very, very well yeah. that complements a huge number of other 
technologies, but then you also have some real uniques in the space where mm. you can do things that no one else can. Yeah, I think the main one that I'm getting customer feedback from at the moment is that flexibility of choice of authenticators. So you c we also play really nicely with FIDO tokens. I don't know if you've I've ever seen never those. Heard of FIDO tokens. You can go onto Amazon, buy yourself some, some FIDO tokens. They oh. are tiny little USB sticks, which you kind of click in. Um, so you pop them into the USB and then you press the little button. Mm. And mm. yes, absolutely, they compete with our hardware tokens, but they're cheap as chips. A lot of customers will buy these and you, we go, okay, do you want to buy hardware tokens from RSA, but you can still use our software. So Authentication Manager yeah. plays really nicely. There is a choice of methods that's best for you and your company. And there's also choice integrations. There's choice of how you want to play, but also we cover that on-prem and off-prem conversation. A lot of our competitors will ask you to buy something different, add on, you mm. know, charge you per application you're spreading to. For us, it's just like, here we are. That's really nice. And I must admit, that sort of licensing model gives you the flexibility to just get done what you need to get done mm. rather than worrying about the, comp you know, because at the end of the day, getting this stuff done fundamentally is hard enough without having to roll in the licensing complexities yeah. as well yeah. and the nightmares that that can bring on board. So that's really, really cool. I think definitely we're working stronger with, with Arrow moving forward around educating our customers that there are some cheeky ways to get a lot more bang for your buck out of the product, yep. whether that is using some quick, you know, tips and tricks with regards to the GUI, or is it, you know, buy five more tokens and your unit price goes down. Mm. You know, um, things like you can, with software tokens, give them to other people once your person's left. Uh, a lot of people think they have to buy a new software token. Yeah. You know, there's some real, um, perhaps, you know, Sainsbury's recipe card type <laughs> conversations Perfect. that we need to have with our customers yeah. around how they can use our product more and new customers to be like, we're not the expensive hardware token company anymore. Perfect. So last question for you. Of course. Ooh. How do um, partners get involved? What, what, yeah. What's a good partner and how does partners get involved? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm glad to. So we have um, two ways of answering that question. First of all, I really, really want to highlight to a partner that specifically wants to, you know, Get, take part more in their customers conversation take part more of that buying cycle is to really talk around not just people coming into the network but then what do people do in the yep. network i think that there's the the message that i must cover all people with one element no you know we have this thing called rba which is no token but essentially it's really good for inside salespeople. nine to five not going to be taking that laptop anywhere if they do let's challenge them yep. it's the cheapest form there's no token renewal and I feel that let's then address Mr. Customer with your partner, the different use cases. But also, another way that a partner can provide RSA is actually buy the stuff themselves. So we have small partners and big partners doing this. Yeah. They buy Authentication Manager, it's multi-tenant, and then provide it as a service. Oh, nice. They're doing like a managed service model. But because we're not big and complicated, we're not asking you to set up your own SOC, we're not asking you to provide um, you know, the compliances around managed services, mm. It's generally, here is your authentication manager. Customer A is tenant A. Customer B is tenant B. And you manage the tokens and licenses for that customer. So that worked really well, actually, with one of our smaller partners because they provide lots of telecom-type services. Yep. And uh, they use it for our product internally. And it was just that switch of a conversation. It was like, you know, you guys could get a better market share, provide that better service for your customer by buying it yourself. Yeah. And obviously in the back end, we talk about discounts for that partner. You know, we have a deal registration program, which often when you buy for yourself, you're not applicable for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, 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 let's match that discount because you're buying it and you can provide it to your customers. I think 
a good partner for us looks like, specifically for the rest of the portfolio, just ask the question, what do you hear back from the customer? Perfect. Let us support you as a vendor. But when it comes to two-factor, which can be a bit more of a kind of really a bit more of a consumable product, mm, yeah. then again, let's just ask what they're doing around there. You know, when's their next audit coming in? What's their concerns around cloud versus on-prem? These kind of sniffy questions. Suddenly, you'll get the right answers because I don't know. Same for you guys. You know, been in the industry a long time. Security is just so far up there now that yep. everyone is just on the on the money when it comes to yeah. this is a concern for me. Even if they turn around and go, oh yeah, it's not a concern for me, they will still need to tick a box of compliance. Fantastic. So for a partner community to digest RSA, absolutely, you know, low hanging fruit, go for some 2FA, attach yourselves around that joiners, movers and leavers conversation. We can help you with those. But if you want to go even further around like risk management, you know, visibility into network around things like logs and packets, endpoint, isolation, all that kind of stuff, this is what RSA can provide for your customers. I would definitely ring that bell though and have a look at a managed service for the two-factor authentication piece because Brilliant. I think it's a, a real USP for the partner to provide to their customers. Fantastic. Well, look, Charlie, thank yes, you sorry. ever so much for coming on today. Um, hashtag coolest podcast so oh, far. Geez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been thinking about them for the last, like, the last five minutes whilst Charlie's been you're talking. Not <laughs> you're um, not allowed to use it on any others though. No, 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 no. They won't be yeah. as cool. But no, thank you ever so much for coming on today. No really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah. take care of yourself, guys. Cheers, thank Charlie. You. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this InfoSec Security Special. We're going to be back next week with more coverage from this fantastic event. Stay tuned and speak to you then.